Bodyguard. His gardener. Ah. <laughs> perfect, perfect ad lib. Uh, you never have to say yes and with Jessica because she will do it anyways. Welcome everybody to Podcast of the Rings. I am one of your lovely hosts, Ben Goddard. And I'm Jessica Lynn Birdie. Um, I was gonna say Lynn Goddard just as a joke, but I it's a good it's a good last name. You know, I was never like a big fan of Ben. I remember I went to private Catholic school, and then when I went to public middle school, um, I like my first name is William, and so mm. I tried to be like I'm oh. gonna go by Will, and it just never I don't know why it just like didn't stick. Like I tried to kind of change up the old identity in seventh grade, and it just never stuck. Just because like I. I don't know. Ben was never like my favorite name and it didn't feel like you. It felt like it like Ben it gives like this round like shape <laughs> in my mind and I wanted like a sharp shape. I wanted a cool <laughs> name. I wanted to be Xander or Tyler oh, or something oh, like that. Oh. Like those are all names that uh what's his face? That George were very Carlin. cool in the 90s. Yes, but George Carlin <laughs> sure makes a lot of fun of. Oh, um, I'm sure. I, I feel like all wills were either like pushovers or like troublemakers. Very true. Very, that... Will's a very troublemaker name. But can you imagine being like a a fifty five year old Xander? Yes, and it's embarrassing. And they all live in Santa Clarita, or yep. or you know, definitely in the OC. The OC. <laughs> They're in the OC, and they're doing just fine. Or do they go by Zan now? <laughs> I wonder, like, I mean, like, you know, I have a friend named Bobby, uh, and that's like, a, you know, like, a he doesn't go by Robert or Bob or anything like that. But then, like, there's other times I'm just like, oh, like, one of my exes, exes was like named Tommy. And I'm like, you're 35, dude, you're still going by Tommy? Like, I don't but know. Some it's... people will always be that. Yeah, like... absolutely. Names are a strange thing. My sister had a friend that was named Jesse. Mm -hmm. her, her name was Jessica. But only went by Jesse, would never go by Jess or Jessica or J. I guess Jay was like sometimes. And if you were to ever call him, she looks like a Jesse, she will be Jesse forever. Yeah. And I will never go by Jesse. There's literally only two people that can call me Jesse. And it's because they're too cute to not say that. You yeah. Know, like they're cute. I'm not cute though. I'm not like, a, I'm Jesse and petite. You know, I'm Jess. But also, I'm, anyway, it's, it's, names are important. Actually, what a wonderful opportunity to plug. Uh, our friend of the podcast book, Scott Rubin's book, Naming Your Little Geek. It's, oh, absolutely. Great it's stuff. It's important. Um, it is. He is a what? Benjamin, actually. Scott? Yeah. Scott Benjamin Rubin? No, no. He has a Benjamin. Oh, okay. Gotcha. His oldest is Benjamin, which at times I'm like, oh, God, you're nine years old and a Benjamin. Like, it's very serious. Does he go by his full name? He, they do call him Benjamin. And I think what they wanted at the end of the day, you know, Scott doesn't like Scott because Scott is Scott. Mm -hmm. And you can't do something else with Scott except for Scotty. And I don't think his mom ever wanted it to be Scotty. And yeah. both of the kids' names, Maximilian and Benjamin, you could do 100 things with. Very true. And uh, I, do, I do appreciate that. Alex wants... Uh, to name a girl Laurelyn because of the trees. He thought okay. that that would be a pretty name. 
Um, and I won't say mine because I, I, some other girl stole it already and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let them steal it. But if we ever have children, we already have the girls' names picked out. I mean, there was a kid that went to like a rival high school that I ended up playing, um, like all-star water polo with and we became friends and his name was Drake. And it was Ooh. just like, he was like this big Nordic dude. His brother's name was Bram, who was even Bram. bigger than him. And like, I, so I had the name Drake in my head for the longest time. Wait, and then. You're not a Drake, dude. No, no, no. Like, if I ever oh, like had a kid, kid or anything like that. Huh. And then obviously the giant rapper came along and I was like, well, that's gone. But, <laughs> bye bye. But bye I bye, was Drake. just like, well, I like the name Drake before everybody else, okay? <laughs> And, you know, shout out to his parents who liked it before I did and, you know, named him, you know, 17 years earlier. They got they got a, they got in. They got it in. Yeah, for sure. Under the wire. Yeah. Drake is a good name. I always like kids uh, named Jake. I always t- like as a teacher, I was like, your name's Jake. You're my favorite for no good reason. Um, I thought we should do the tarot card pull. Oh, we haven't done that in so long. We haven't. I haven't had anything like pulled out of this apartment yet. So. Um, when I, whenever you feel like it, uh, in a second, tell me when to stop. Mm, Stop. Okay. Our, our fortune is, uh, the, the six of swords. Six of swords. Okay. Yeah. Six of swords, eh? Six of swords. Meh. Uh, they were not upright, so they were reversed. A treacherous weapon is ever a danger to the hand, especially the reverse seven. Uh, no, it's the six. Did I say six? It's the six. Yes. Uh, six of swords. When pointing at you, this blade suggests feelings of resentment, anger about choices you've made, or a sense of being at the mercy of circumstances. You are being urged to break out of a victim mentality by recognizing the opportunities you have and pursuing them to their fullest. Now, here's an interesting thing. Sam's a backstabber and treacherous. And oh, okay. <laughs> and okay, nothing, here we go. Nothing you say can change my mind. But you haven't given me a reason why. Because nothing in the text nor films prove that. Well, nor show it I'm in the slightest. To, I'm going to mostly refer to book Sam in our dissertation today because book Sam really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Go on. The, the short version of this, and I've said it on another podcast. Narrator's note, Ben was letting Jessica dig her own grave on the podcast. <laughs> truly, truly, which is why I'm not giving you all the information at the top. He, he did not let Gollum changed for the good and made Gollum act poorly. That's my plat. That's my hypothesis and I intend to prove it. You're saying that <laughs> oh my God. you are saying that Samwise Gamgee, simple uh-huh. gardener extraordinaire, uh, extraordinaire I don't uh, know. who Tolkien called the chief hero of the story. So, you okay. know, who do we want to agree with in this scenario here? Tough choice. But you are calling Samwise Gamgee the chief hero of this story. Chief hero. Okay. His his persuasion of Gollum is somehow more impactful 
than the most powerful evil weapon in the history of the world. I think words are powerful, and I think Sam's emotionally abusive. But Sam was right. Was he? Yes. Sam never let Gollum have a chance. And it all was born out of Sam being possessive over Frodo. It's it's actually really really gross. He's okay. never nice. So to you're Gollum. gonna have to give me book examples because I can't think of anything. You can't? There's nothing in the movie. There is nothing in the movie that doesn't prove Sam right, except for like in the movies. Maybe he's a little short with him about the rabbits, but that's literally it. That's not literally it. I literally I opened the I just opened the book. The first thing he calls him a noser. Why is he calling him a noser? It's so not nice. Because he's nosy. <laughs> I'm sorry. If your first impression, if you have heard about this person, we're just going to, like, if Gollum was, like, a regular person in 2023, if the first thing I heard about this person was, like, ooh, my uncle had a really bad experience with this guy who tried to kill him, um, and then now because of this person, we have... I don't know. The mafia is out to get us because of this person and is constantly hunting us down. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. By the way, the mafia are these undead uh, <laughs> Don Corleones, all super powerful and unkillable. Um, and then on top of like, and I'm like, you know what? Let's give this guy a good first impression. And my first impression of him is him trying to strangle me in my sleep. <laughs> And then suddenly he's like, no, no, I promise I don't want this thing that I have gone through hell and high water over, escaped the dungeons of Barador for, escaped Aragorn, escaped Thranduil, went through the mines of Moria, somehow escaped that, just to get this one thing. I tried to kill you right now for it, but suddenly now that the sword's pointed at me, I'm reformed. What I would like to point out is... <laughs> no, your, your, your honor, no? permission to treat the witness as hostile. <laughs> what I would like to point out is from the, from, the, from the beginning, Gandalf talks about having pity on Gollum. And he, guess what Sam does at the end of the book? What? Instead of killing Gollum, he lets him go. He okay. could have killed Gollum on the, the slopes of Mount Doom and the earth would have ended because Frodo took the ring. But instead, he saw Gollum's... And they don't show this in the movie because I don't think it would have worked in the movie. Mm. But they don't show this in the movie. But in that moment, he had the same moment that Bilbo has and saw him for the pitiful creature that he was and spared his life. And Gollum still came back and bit Frodo's ring off and luckily slipped into the fires of Mount Doom. Sure, Bear. sure. And, and that was very hard. Here's the thing. Sam, Sam is stubborn. Sam supposedly loves Frodo. I don't believe Frodo has the same feelings for Sam not until the very end. And he doesn't take Frodo, who is, we've already established this, the actual protagonist, the actual hero, has done nothing but to go, you know what? Let's give Gollum a chance and Sam won't have any of it. But he does. He allows Sam could have killed Gollum anytime he wanted. He could have because it would have gone against literally quote unquote his master's word. 
Sam's a free being. He no. makes it, Sam makes independent decisions plenty master. of times in this story. <laughs> I do not feel any pity for Gollum. He deserves death. Deserves death, I dare say he does. Many that live deserve death, so, and some die that deserve life. Uh, this is Gollum. Uh, this is Fro- uh, no Gandalf saying this. That's Frodo saying that to Gandalf. Yes. No, I know. And I, we win. Okay, so here's the thing. You're not even. You you are not. See, this is why I wanted Alex because we would have just like letter two four six in the letters of J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh my God, she's pulling out the, the appendices and the letters here, people. Sam was cocksure and deep down a little conceited. But his conceit had been transformed by his devotion to Frodo. He did not think of himself as heroic or even brave or in any way admirable, except in his service and loyalty to his master. That had an ingredient probably, probably inevitable of pride and possessiveness. It is difficult to exclude it from the devotion of those who perform such service. In any case, it prevented him from fully understanding the master that he loved and from following him in his gradual education to the nobility of service to the unlovable and perception of damaged good in the corrupt. So he's saying, this is Tolkien saying, Sam was unable unable to see that Gollum could be okay or that there was still some good there, right? Just because someone isn't constantly bad doesn't mean they're good. He plainly did not fully understand Frodo's motives or his distress in the incident of the Forbidden Pool. If he had understood better what was going on between Frodo and Gollum, things might have turned out differently in the end. For me, perhaps the most tragic moment in the tale comes in the two towers when Sam fails to note the complete change in Gollum's tone and aspect. He, Gollum was ready to change and Sam didn't let him. Sam, it wasn't up to Sam to let him change. Sam emotionally abused him. And he drove Gollum to take them to Shelob. He He drove them. Golem was already hold on time 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 time. Golem was already visiting Shelob before the Forbidden Pool. Yeah, but that wasn't what his goal was. Was to bring him. Oh my God! If if this was your best friend, and you and like their toxic ex came back, meanwhile that toxic ex was talking like just texting some other person, and and then you were mean to that person and be like, oh, you drove them back to their ex. Even though they were talking to their ex the whole time they were talking to your friend, they weren't talking about hooking up yet. They were just like texting every day and you know sending emojis, but they weren't talking about murdering you yet. Are you this? Oh my God, this is insane. This is insane talk. I How? feel... Can you divorce those two things though? You like listen, I'm Jess, you to need to host like an alpha male podcast because <laughs> now I feel like I feel like one of those guests right now. This is like I'm being gaslit so hard right now. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam, let me ask you, what do you, what do you bring to the table? Okay, can I uh, as a as Frodo is a high value male, what do you bring to the table? Uh because Golem over here. Everybody, let's go. <laughs> yeah, right? God. Sam was Andrew Tate. So um, oh, don't you. <laughs> just, just you are editing that out. You are editing that no, out. No, I'm not. I will I'm come through this. I will find you it's in Chicago. Joke. It's a joke. Um, I guess I just, I just 
put it out there that some of Sam's behavior is so ugly that it's very unattractive to me. I'm not saying Sam was good to Gollum because he wasn't. But also, I it is that makes it hard for me to view him as this um, as a um, someone we should be admiring kind of protagonist. It is up to the person who is trying to change to prove to the people that they are trying to change. It is not up to Sam to give Gollum the grace that he doesn't deserve. Mm. Like this isn't like this, I don't know. It's so tough to talk about it because like if you talk about addiction, those people do deserve the grace to change and like to become better people. Absolutely. And Spiegel is addicted for sure. But and he, he starts their story. Sam's first encounter with him is preventing his own death by Gollum's hands. Right. If someone- Sure came up to you and started choking you out and you're like stop it you and you <laughs> barely get saved because you're three feet tall like and then suddenly they're like oh you know what you're right i'm gonna change for the better you'd have your one eye on them you'd sleep with one eye open you wouldn't trust them sure. at all and yes frodo can empathize because sam is a ring bearer partially you know for like a day or two right but he doesn't understand what it means to be a ring bearer like no. frodo and bilbo and Gollum do but so frodo can empathize with him and you're right sam is sam's a simple guy he views things that like he's a very black and white dude it seems like where it's like things are either right or wrong and Gollum was wrong in those moments and so he doesn't he is very protective of frodo he doesn't right. like he doesn't trust Gollum. He has no reason to trust Gollum. And he's he's like, you know what, Frodo? Cause you give him a chance, I'll give him a chance, but But does that don't expect me to throw a party yeah, at it. I don't have to be nice to him. Right. And he doesn't. And I like yes, I just, Gollum is a very I sympathetic just, character, but Well, I know a nice I posit that Sam never gave him the space to actually grow past did golem need sam's space here's the thing ultimately the way tolkien writes it and you're totally right is so that golem's never able to get over it and actually ends up destroying the ring that's the way it's supposed to be written and that's wonderful but in like in just like treating people decently or whatever i i I don't know, because I'm because because I'm I'm thinking about what you said with like no, of course I'm not gonna hang out actively with somebody who tried to kill me. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. But then Frodo's like, I don't really care about that, Sam. We need him probably right now. You know, like yeah. In a sense, there's that kind of betrayal too. You know, and Sam can't see past things, and understandably so. Oh, I'm lost. It's I under I do understand what you're saying. I think you're being too harsh with Sam mm. when the only reason Sam knows how to read and write is because he hung out with Bilbo. Like he grew up being a gardener because his dad was a gardener and he became an amazing gardener. Like so much so that like his name got changed to gardener after the War of the Ring because mm. he helped regrow the Shire after the scouring of the Shire. Um, but he he's a simple guy and he he loves who he loves and he loves them very protectively he has 13 kids with rosie cotton afterwards sure like, totally like, 
so, but just like, I don't know. I don't blame, I don't blame Sam for Gollum's relapse in any way. I think that was bound to happen because if, if Gollum had, let's say Gollum leads them through Shelob's lair, finds all the backway passages and says like, Shelob, like these guys get a pass or they are managed to sneak by Shelob. Cause I'm sure Gollum can do that. If Frodo or just had not got, take them that way or whatever. Oh yeah, take them a different yeah. way. Regardless of how they got there, they get to the slopes of Mount Doom. Gollum's killing Frodo for the ring. Right. Gollum is not letting Frodo destroy the ring. So whether he would have been good for longer is very possible. But sure. Gollum is never letting Frodo destroy the ring. Yeah, no, I don't think he ever would have. No, but but the strength that Frodo was able to command, whether or not he was drawing it from the ring, was probably one of the reasons Smeagol was cowed, for sure. Oh, yeah, like, they say it in the movie, too, that the only reason, like, he's not swearing allegiance to Frodo, he's swearing, no. swearing allegiance to the precious. Totally. Um. Well, let's look at how we even get Sam on this journey. Because one of the things I think people forget or think is true of Sam, he's Frodo's very best friend. That's not true. He is Frodo's uh, servant, which also puts us at an unequal relationship and also kind of makes me forgive Sam a little bit because he's just trying to serve Frodo. And Frodo is a little abusive to Sam. Frodo is a little bit of a dick sometimes, absolutely. But is that Frodo or is that the ring? Um, Frodo never shirks the master-servant title between him and Sam. It says who? Maybe not until the end. I don't know. For me, reading, like, reading the notes and doing my research on this, like he was obliged by Gandalf like obligated to like okay I'll take him to Rivendell and even Sam was like because of Bilbo's stories like I want to see the elves after they meet the wood elves after they escape the the first Nazgul attack Sam like feels like this higher purpose right to do more and so I don't think he literally sneaks into the council of Elrond and volunteers himself for the fellowship he had an out she sure. was done well, his quest I was fulfilled was it? According thought, to everybody I like, else. I, I to, Even to Gandalf? I thought Gandalf was like, well, yeah, of course you got to go. No. He's, oh. uh, it's, the way it plays out in the movie is the way it plays out in the books. I'm like 95% sure, sure, sure that sure. he sneaks in and was like, I'm going. If Frodo's going, I'm going. Right. But that's also bound by being, he's, you know, he's not going to let his master go without him. Yeah. See, you're just so, you're such a... When did you always feel this way, or what is this? Like I a think new as revelation? I've matured, I think as I've matured and looked at how much my boyfriend cares for this character, I have oh, found, wow. I found nothing. Let's dig a little deeper yeah, there. <laughs> I, I, I have found no greater pain, uh, joy than um, trying to destroy this character for him. No greater joy. Things are going great. <laughs> 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 no, I I just think that it's he's a nuanced character and he's not perfect. 
I don't think anyone's saying Sam is perfect, but he, at they least in the movies, the movies, he gets the big speech, you know, mm -hmm. in, at the end of Two Towers, and, you know, it'll shine the clearer, and that's a, an amazing thing. And then, obviously, like, if I can't carry it, I can carry you, and slings Frodo on his back. Right. Like, those are, like, the big moments where, like, you just need someone like that, you know, in those moments where he he's not the wisest guy, and he never claims to be. But he's got a job, and he's going to do it. It is funny that his name is Samwise. No, and he certainly doesn't ever claim... He does have um, an inflated sense of self, though. And, I, and, and there is an argument to be made that that actually is what helps him overcome the hardships. Sometimes there's a, li there's a, there's a little bit of healthy uh, self-importance that can help you... Um, overcome a, a hardship. Right? Like what? In what ways is like he's self-important? Like when it comes to like cooking and gardening, absolutely, and rope making. No, okay. Now I'm thinking about it. Like there's certainly times where it's like this looks, this seems too hard. I'm not going to be able to do it. But yeah. but but maybe his um, conceitedness is what makes him survive. Like, oh, God, I'm going to save my hide, but, oh, I got to save Frodo, too. Like, so, like, he's almost, like, foolhardy, and so that's what's – I don't know what I'm trying to prove anymore. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a knot in my stomach all day. Um, I, I guess I just don't think he's as great as everyone makes him out to be. I think he's fine. Just fine. That's, I mean, I don't want to say that's a hot take because, you know, opinions shouldn't be hot takes. It's a hot take. You, you came, but you came in hotter than fine. <laughs> you, you were, you were shooting for the head. Like I not do. Listen, I also want to be the kind of person that can be reasonable and take in input and change my opinion. And you've already helped me to remember that. Gollum tried to kill him. Sure. And there's not <laughs> much. <laughs> sure, I guess. <laughs> and there's not much that's going to change the circumstance. And, uh, I think it's a f more than fair argument to say that Gollum probably would have succumbed to the temptation of the ring toward the end, no matter how nice anyone was to him. However, on I think on the side of just like being a decent person – if I'm Sam in this position, I think he handled the situation pretty poorly. I think if you are nice to everybody except for the one person that tried to murder you <laughs> and wants to murder your friend, boss, whatever you want to say for something that they're holding, I think you're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's fair. And, 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 you know, at least someone's got Frodo's back, like, fervently, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, granted, you know, like, in the books, Merry and Pippin are more ride or die than they are in the movies. Like, uh, you know, they're... Oh, they, they're so... They, they like, don't accidentally happen on the, the journey. They no, no, like, no. They're like, oh, we. what kind of friends would we be if we left you here? Like, we're coming with you. And it actually... It does make more sense to write it that way in the book because otherwise you're like, these characters have no agency and they just got thrown into this story, you know? True, but, like, in the movies, it just gives them more room to grow. And they both, like, grow, like, leaps and bounds, you know, by the time Return of the King comes around. So I just want to say this about um, verbal abuse. Blaming, shaming, and name-calling are 
a few verbally abusive behaviors which can affect a victim emotionally. The victim's self-worth and emotional well-being are altered and even diminished by the verbal abuse, resulting in an emotionally abused victim. The victim may experience severe psychological effects. I'm saying that maybe Sam caused the problems they experienced. I think he made I think he made the Sheila problem happen. So honestly. what do you think would have happened? Well, if that's Sam hard was to say. But I'm wondering, like I'm, I'm okay. Truly let's curious. Follow, let's follow the thread. I, okay. Let's let's let's. Can we agree that uh, Sam hurried up the event with Shelob? No, I think he did, and even Tolkien said that. I so think I, Tolkien like is saying that. Well, he said, hold on. He said. Um, when Sam fails to note the complete change in Gollum's tone and aspect, nothing, nothing is said, Gollum softly. Nice, master. His repentance, it, his repentance is blighted, and all Frodo's pity, in a sense, is wasted. Shelob's lair becomes inevitable. So Tolkien said, I think that's what I'm gleaning from that. But he was already talking with Shelob at that point, though. They, like, they had been before. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was on the... It was always a contingency plan, but oh, whether they okay. were... <laughs> <laughs> okay you know what i'm i will concede this point just because just. you said that like <laughs> Gollum always had it in his hip pocket just in case someone was mean to him one time <laughs> he's not like you know he knows the grossest meanest things everywhere because he's part of that realm do you know what i mean he he knows the treacherous areas wherever he goes so I think if Sam's just a teeny, weeny, 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 nicer, they actually go a, ni a better direction that doesn't light lead them through Shelob's lair. But, okay, so they get to Mordor uh -huh. somehow. Yeah. You know, whatever way we can. They get through the... Amonwil? Or... No, no. Uh, they get through Gorgoroth. You know, mm -hmm. they, they go undetected all the way to Mount Doom. What happens? I I think you're right here that Gollum can't, no matter what, Gollum can't stand the fact that the ring's going to be destroyed. And I think what happens is that Sam has let his guard down by that time. Mm. They both die, and Gollum doesn't accidentally slip into the fires of Mount Doom, and the world dis is destroyed. Because Gollum puts the ring on, Sauron finds him, or the Nazgul find him, because he's the middle of Mordor, <laughs> and... Game over, man. Sure, sure. I, I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's probably, I think that's right. Because ultimately, you don't, let's say Bilbo kills Gollum. Frodo, let's just say everything else plays out normally. They get to Mordor somehow. Frodo's not able to throw it into the, Absolutely. the fire. Absolutely. So that Same thing happens. Frodo puts the ring on and Sauron wins the day because right. Sam, Sam can't kill. Sam won't, wouldn't be able to like would never what, even wrestle with Frodo. Like he would have let him go and that would have been it. And everyone yeah. would have died. Yeah, that's right. So I, I guess I just take umbrage with. There's a, there's that meme, uh, you know, the Michael Scott shaking his boss's hand and it's like Aragorn, uh, you know, Aragorn thanking Frodo for destroying the ring and it's Frodo like Frodo knowing he was about to keep the ring and save the world <laughs> it's just like A plus meme A plus meme so, why are people so good at that like, it's I like I'm 
you're lucky I'm I have restraint because I could send you though like ten a day, honestly. I wouldn't mind because it's so like even Alex and I watched this ridiculous thing yesterday where it was um because I, I manage a few YouTube channels and unfortunately uh, my interests leak in like because you know you click a link and now yeah. you're watching a Lord of the Rings thing under someone else's account and this one was uh, uh, if every member of the fellowship died at the first sight of danger and like the first one is um, Boromir dying because the sword cut him in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then That's great. It's all these little stupid things, you know, like Mary and Pippin dying because they're idiots with the fireworks. Like, oh it's, yeah, it's and it's just it's just really simply edited. It's it's very dumb. And the last, you know, you see Gimli. He hits the ring, and I think like when he gets knocked One back, of the shards hit him or something. No, it's just like a cute spinal, like <laughs> just paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the last one is Legolas, and and Gimli, you know, in the, in the fellowship meeting, is yelling at Legolas like, "I never see it in the hands of an elf," and or whatever. He's like screaming yeah. at him some racial obscenity. And it cuts to Legolas, and it says, Legolas dies of a broken heart. Oh, <laughs> no. It was so random, and it's so good. Like It's like all these people do is just like, oh, oh here's a perfectly yeah. a, a cuttable scene. Anyway, I, I do appreciate them very much for that. Sam I, uh, is fine. Still fine. Okay. Fine. I, 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 what more do you want from me? I don't know. Like he, I love, I still, I think the Frodo episode is still my favorite episode that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, doing all these characters because you realize like he is like the true protagonist of the story right. when, you know, everyone else gets like the shining moments. Like even, you know, the ring being destroyed isn't Frodo. It's someone else. Right. Right. So, you know, which I don't have a problem with, but it's just like, Frodo is just like kind of overlooked and taken for granted of like all the things he accomplished, like on the way to Mount Doom and everything he overcame. But he would he wouldn't have gotten even close to that without Sam. Like, there. What I do appreciate about Sam is especially for like on the Kinsey scale hetero men is and and Lord of the Rings in general. It displays what true male friendship can be mm-hmm. pure love. And so I do think that's very special and I would never rob my boyfriend or somebody else of that. Like, like Alex is one of those people who gets really, really mad at the suggestion that Sam and Frodo were in love. Like, because to him, that's not because it, they, they couldn't be, but because it's, showing how that person's discomfort when someone's making fun of it is showing this that that person's discomfort um for just men being yeah just platonic friendship yeah yes although i love what's his face rudy um for being at yeah for being at a convention who or like no he was like on a he was like on a um cameo going Someone said, please tell us that Frodo and Sam kissed. He goes, probably. <laughs> they were there a long time. <laughs> and, like, he doesn't hate it. He doesn't hate, like, why would you hate it? Like, he's like, maybe they did kiss. They, but who knows? There's a lot of time that footage that wasn't shown, <laughs> which I think is a really sweet thing. 
to to it is to. but like I, I understand like i don't get like as maybe as frustrated as alex but i understand it because i just feel like especially in this day and age where like everyone ships everything like that's like the word shipping and it's just like two guys can can just be bros and like there's nothing less or more loving about it like it, it, if they were romantically in love that'd be fine like you know like poe and, and finn that, is like a big one like from star wars like poe oh, uh, uh, oscar isaac that's where and, i um, learned about slash fiction exactly yeah. and you know all that stuff is fine i i think it's like amazing and like even oscar isaac would have been like i would have loved it that would have been great and i agree that would have been great it that would have been, been the, an amazing direction star wars could have taken they never would but they could have but just i also love that just like they're just in this together and they just admire each other and they're they'll back each other up and i think the movie shows a more affectionate frodo though too would you agree oh absolutely they they improve on the i don't you know i don't think they do much i guess a little bit you know they're coming home from the from the bar uh but they're not proven to be like best friends they like, aren't that's in, that's half my argument is Sam does I don't know what the argument is but like a lot of people go they were the best of friends and they weren't they really weren't and that's yeah. okay I don't yeah. think that's a that's a detriment to either character but they were they were good acquaintances like he was his gardener so like you know and in the Shire that's a very important position to have it's like and so they did go out and have beers a lot of the times like they did hang out but you know Frodo seems to be a pretty solo person even before all of his quests which is probably why Bilbo took to him in the first place. Yeah, like Bilbo he did have, he did was. dream of like, you know, adventuring and stuff like that. And that made him not an outcast, but like eh, a little bit of a little strange over there. And they even right. say it like he's like, oh, the, uh, that Bilbo Baggins is cracked and so is Frodo. He's like, proud of it, gaffer. Like there's those lines in the movie. Um, I've seen the movie too many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, coming up on our, we need to rewatch it again soon. And I, and we do probably that's probably what we're going to do next is just going through the movies. I know, I know. it is time. Uh, but oh, and I heard that right of the Rohirrim like has not a release date, but that it's like finished production. How? I don't know. Uh, right. Of is the it Ro not struck work? That's so interesting. I mean, I, maybe if it's in post-production like that, it doesn't count like as struck work i don't i don't know if it was already finished sure yeah because i mean the, the whole thing is like you just can't have your writers on it or actors on it yeah uh war uh, lord of the rings war of the Rohirrim is facing a release date due to the ongoing strikes in hollywood but the new december release date may work in its favor uh the animated film the animated film i didn't know it was animated neither did uh, i is set to be released on december 13th 2024 so day before my birthday in next year 2024 and also if it's the tag guild it they're not striking right now too so yeah. uh the tag guild is incorrect it's the animation guild tag so uh but that's like atm machine like everyone knows what you're talking i about. know i know that's fair pin number um pin number <laughs> that's right yeah um well, that's interesting. I'm it is, and I'm I'm excited about it. Um, Are you? I am, especially animated. Like animation, it's like I'm a big anime fan, but I also love like you know I don't want to say regular animation, but I'll say American animation. Like you know, uh, I just watched TMMT. Um, How would you think you, of that? Was it fun? Oh, it's so fun! It's on. I think it's coming to VOD soon, or it is now. 
It's well worth the rent. I'm I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray. Wow. I had so much fun with it. Spider Verse Two was like my fa one of my favorites of the year, and even um what was the Elemental like uh, that got overshadowed by Spider Verse, right? And it eventually did end up doing very well. And I thought it was a very charming, fun film, and so especially this where it's like you get that suspension of disbelief. Like there's like like the crazy things they're gonna do with horses in this animated movie is gonna be insane. I can't wait for it. Oh, that's such it's a good point. Well, and I think it takes the pressure off of um, having to bring the actors back or or, exactly. or make it con continuity You're, work. It won't be compared to Peter Jackson because it's animated. It's different. And I, so I think that's I think that's a very smart thing to do. Um, and I'd love more animated Lord of the Rings content because I feel like maybe you could get it out faster and cheaper. And yeah. Where does Sam exist elsewhere in contemporary work? Are there other characters that are like Samwise? I think, honestly, Finn could have been Sam if they had done his character right. Hmm. Finn could have been a great, like growing character next to Rey in Star Wars. Sure, and sure. they really hinted at that when he went, you know, he just wanted to, to run away. And then like, they, they kind of messed it up in, I like the last Jedi a lot, but just like, I understand the growth he was having in last Jedi where his main cause in force awakens was Rey. Uh, I'm staying for Rey. Right. Uh, something about this girl, whether you want to call it romantic love, I would have loved for them to be love interests. I don't know if it was that, but it was they just like... They didn't have chemistry. I thought they did. Well, they didn't... Maybe not in the movies. No, I don't... Which is where they would need to have the chemistry. <laughs> I don't know, but like I love them off screen so much that like... I they didn't They didn't interact in Last Jedi like right. at all. And right. so by the time Rise of Skywalker comes around, like everything was the worst online. So they had to... Disney got so afraid and had to rewrite everything. But just... What they like, his allegiance was to Ray in the first movie, and in the, the Last Jedi, when he wakes up, he's like, "Where's Ray? I gotta get to Ray. Is she okay?" Um, and then by the end of that movie, he's like, "Oh, my cause is the resistance. Like, I, I'm I'm a resistance fighter now. Like, he he was known as like the hero of like the Star Killer base. When he's like, I really didn't like, I helped, but I was there to get Ray. I wasn't even there to destroy Star Killer. I was there to get Ray out of there. Right. And so, and then in Rise of Skywalker, they don't do anything with him. But, like, they don't do him great in Last Jedi, but there was, like, seeds, something there. Well, I thought, I thought it was really, I mean, this is probably why the internet freaked out, but, like, when he was, like, challenging Laura Dern's character, I thought that was, like, really cool. To, you were kind of mm -hmm. getting some of that Obi-Wan shoot from the hip, I'm going to be right kind of character, you know. Uh, and the, And you're right that it was... That sets the stage for some really good growth. Yeah. Like, they, they planted the seeds, but neither Ryan Johnson or J.J. like really let it grow, which is super right. unfortunate because John Boyega is such a good actor. I can't wait to see, like, what he does next and, like, where his post-Star Wars life goes. Um, but I'd say that's, like, the closest thing where you have a guy that's clearly in over his head. Oh, my God. Were you talking about Finn or Poe? Finn. I was thought you were talking about Poe, and I was like, no, Oscar Isaac, and oh god, that I might just cut that whole thing out. I'm so dumb. No, I was you're fine. No, I'm not I mean, going if you to. Want to cut but it out, I'm yeah. not going to. I. It's more that like my brain was like hyper focused on uh, 
not Boyega, but Oscar Isaacs. And I'm, t- but you're totally right. They totally let Finn down as a character. Yeah. They didn't do anything with him. And they, and they totally, and there was chemistry between him and Ray and they nerfed it. They really did. And it's, it was so disappointing because like, even in like in their, you know, convention appearances and, you know, press junkets, like you could tell like they were vibing. Oh yeah. And I really, at the time for me, it was transparent why they nerfed it. And it's because they didn't want a black actor and a white actress to be romantic interests. And it's really unfortunate. However, at the same time, I'm cool with Ray not having a love interest. Do you know I what I mean? I do. I just like it. I just like, like I just played, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, like the sequel Forbidden West. And spoilers for that. Like, I love Aloy as a character. She's mm-hmm. a strong, independent woman. But like at the end of the second one, a lot of it is like, Aloy, you can't do this on your own. You need friends. Like, you need a gang. And I'm like, all right, you got your friends. The next is the romantic interest. And I couldn't wait. And uh, spoilers again for anyone that is playing those games. I don't want to spoil it, but she does get a love interest in the DLC, uh, Burning Shores, and it's a lady, and it was beautiful. And like I was so like I, she meets her, and I'm like, are they are they flirting? I think they're flirting. And then there's a scene, and I think I made there's like I made a TikTok about it where like she kind of admits like I want because Aloy's always like, no, I can do this on my own. I'll see you later. Thanks for the help, but I got this. And she finally says, like, I want you around. Like, I want you here. And I'm like, oh, there it is. And then they kiss at the end of the game, and it's amazing. And Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, it's so good. It was so good. It was one of my favorite, like, storytelling moments of all time. And I'm like, so I get it. Like, so we had two full games of, like, independence and, like, just being a badass on your own. But, like, I love a a good love story. If it works. Well, no, and Star Wars is that. It's meant to be an epic in, yeah. in in every way. So I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but I, I am saying it works that there isn't. But mm-hmm. it was it it didn't work because they set it up and then they became cowards and didn't follow through with it. Um, similarly, I'm waiting for Elsa to have a love interest. I love that she didn't need one for the last two movies. But also people are like speculating that Disney is like really trying to wait until they give Elsa a love interest so that they can also make her gay or that she is gay, but to reveal it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I've heard um, people were shipping one of the, the one forest. of the natives. Yeah. yeah, one of the natives with her because like there's like a there's a lasting look in one moment. And it's then like two she's seconds. But it also works, especially it, if you're looking for that representation. Like fan interest where it's like, oh, it could be her. Not like when Disney was like, oh, Josh Gad is the first gay character when he dances with a guy for, again, two seconds at the end of Beauty and the Beast. And everyone was like, what? That was it? Okay. You know, <laughs> I thought I thought they really missed an opportunity with Inside Out to make the the little girl uh, interested in girls at the end. I thought they, that, that that was the plan for the sequel. I don't know if that's ever, I never know what's actually in production for Disney. sequels. Cause just like, I just read a report that Taika Waititi's star Wars movie is probably going to get canceled. So it's like, I never, oh. I, I think this whole strike is going to really upend all sorts of things. And it's and a lot of people are going to be starting from scratch. I think. Oh, absolutely. And it, and I don't think we're anywhere near it being over. Um, so I think we did really good talking about Sam. Let me just see if I can flip through the two towers really quick and find 
another mean thing he says. Let's see. Oh my gosh, the character assassination is real over here, people. <laughs> I do not need to look hard. Let's see. <laughs> no, he's so, just mean to that's all. Oh no, she no, he's just mean. I don't need I don't need proof or anything. He's just mean. So what? I, I, I agree that Sam isn't the nicest to Gollum, but again, I mean, he was right. Uh, again, I think he made him right. <laughs> again, but okay. I think he forced it, but but I but I do agree that there's not another way it could have played out. We've talked about I've talked about this before. I really like this. How smart I am! It's the end game. There was only one outcome, and everything happened the way it was supposed to, so that it would end the way it did. But see, like we 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 discussed, like if Aragorn took the ring, okay, that what could have happened, right? Nothing different would have happened if Sam was nice to Gollum. Like, even if they again, if they make it through Shelob's lair or somewhere else, because Sam was nice to Gollum, Gollum still tries to kill I, them for the ring. That's what I'm saying. I think you're right about that. Yeah. I think all it would have done was prolong the inevitable. I think yeah. that's fair. Um, I just would not want Sam to teach people how to be nice to other people. That's all. That's... Sam is so nice to everyone. He has 13 kids. <laughs> that doesn't mean he doesn't hit him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're the worst. Podcast over. Guy. <laughs> no! Thanks for tuning to our last episode, no! everybody. <laughs> Sam was a great father. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, the last note. It is funny just like how in these books, like like Mary, Pippin, and Sam just kind of like leave their families at the end of life. Like, all right, peace. Like, yeah. Like, well, Mary and Pippin stay, don't they? They don't Mary go and the... Pippin dip out. Uh, they do? They dip out when Aromer uh, is about to die and they go see Aromer. Then they live out the rest of their days in Minas Tirith with Aragorn. And then they're buried next to him. You know and what? Then... I actually kind of love that. I love it too. Like, I'm you not guys saying are it's a bad enough. thing. I just think it's like funny that... Because uh, Rosie Cotton passes away before Sam does. Right. And they're, like his kids are like adults, so it's not like uh, he's leaving them fatherless or anything. But after uh, he, uh, after she passes away, he sails off uh, to the west and uh, is with Frodo with the elves. Because right. he is a ring bearer. Right. Crazy. He got, he got that, that technicality loophole. <laughs> he's like, he oh, did. I, he I, did. I had it, guys. Hmm? And mm -hmm. I think like, you're was... going to have to wait a little bit, but we'll get you in eventually. He's on the wait list. <laughs> Is he the only um, ring bearer to willingly give up the ring, too? I think that's something that's oh. not not uh, not to be trifled with. He was able that to give it. That bumps him up from fine to good. Okay. At, so at the very least. Thank you so much for being. Uh, you said I didn't even say that. I'm you brought just, it up. Listen, I because I am a fair and I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I want to see all sides of things. I just, I, I don't want to, I'm not a revisionist history person. I, you just threw the hand grenade of abusive father <laughs> Samwise Gamgee into the foxhole that we are doing right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's just shock. That's just shock. Oh, okay. Off. That's just, that's just good radio right there. <laughs> that's what I, listen, I'm the female Howard Stern. Right. Um, so thank you so much for listening, folks. I've been dying to do this episode just so I could prove why Sam is the worst. Um, I think I've had my own learning curve like Sam does toward the end. Um, we are going to need uh, for Patreon mm -hmm. whenever Alex has a chance. 
we're going to need to have Alex listen to this episode and have him react to it. That's, that's what we're missing is the, is the Alex reaction track. That's exactly right. And he's going to, he's, you know, he needs to stream and he needs to pause every time he gets upset. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like... So have fun with this six hour stream that we'll see Alex <laughs> eventually get through this one hour long episode. He may not talk to me for a week. It's possible. Um, ben, oh, and think... by the way, uh, when they release uh, Bill uh, before the Mines of Moria, Bill the Pony, mm-hmm. he makes it back. Yes. To, uh, to Bree. Bill does make it back. And Sam takes him to the Shire and they live happily ever after as a pony. So you don't want me to say this. This is really not. What is Sam doing to that pony? Anyway. What? <laughs> just... Why do you ruin everything? Because <laughs> it's so much fun. And this is Ugh. the brain I live in. So I have to force it on other people. Um, no, the, the Bill story is wonderful. Um, you know, I, even though. Sam kicks Gollum. He doesn't kick Bill, which is great. He has a lot of pit, a lot of pity for Bill and and, and reinvigorates that that uh, pony's life. For He's sure. the best. He's okay. So, uh, folks, He's thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on the the journey of deep diving into the fellowship and friends. Um, I do think we're heading towards the time, especially because it's almost you know winter and it's almost fall and you kind of love watching the lord of the rings movies before during the winter break so oh, yeah they might gonna be... have to break it down like how many episodes per movie are we doing and then cause... we'll do like a christmas special or something like absolutely that. i think that's right let's we'll, we'll we'll break it down so you can join uh us along for that journey uh ben anything you want our friends to know about uh no not right now i mean sign up for the patreon uh we still gotta have our patreon meeting to really like revamp that whole thing um i'm gonna say we'll be aiming for the new year with that one i like that that's a good that's a good uh things have not let up like they have a little bit but i think that makes sense that's a good goal for like if you're if you're in on the ground floor you're helping us big time but if you really want to like support us at the right time i think that makes sense i like that absolutely I like it. Uh, I truly love doing this podcast with you. Alex can get wrecked. Um, get wrecked, noob. <laughs> but I'm the noob, really. Um, but you can follow us on a Podcast of the Rings on Instagram or Pod of the Rings on, on Twitter. And like uh, Ben said, you could go to our Patreon and support us there at Pod of the Rings. Uh, and until then, Ben. May our paths meet again. Let's go. Let's go.